Blog Talk Radio. Incoming troops. Uh, every month or two, I get a check for like uh, you know, 
89 cents, dollar and a quarter, depends on how many times they show it, but hey, any port in the storm, a couple of bucks is a couple of bucks these days, especially with the government shut down. I wonder whose fault that is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, I mean, now seriously, did did they have, I mean, I know public service you know, announcements really, you know, everybody talks about reefer madness and the, you know, how silly that whole thing was. But did yeah, they, yeah. and in this little, little clip that you did for the government, did they really represent the characters with human actors? I mean, the all the diseases. Oh yeah, this wasn't animated. They were real people and real unclean women, and uh, it was uh, it was very true to life. Um, I'm sure it inspired a lot of young soldiers who were far away from home and uh, had money in their pocket. If you get my drift. Yeah, and I mean, was there any scratching on the screen, or was it just you know itching or any of that kind of? Um, <laughs> now, the worst, the worst part was uh, going to the doctors and having it examined, and, and uh, that was kind of embarrassing uh, yeah. for a number of for any number of reasons. Hey, the big news today is not about the government; it's about Mia Farrow's kid being Frank Sinatra's. I mean, what a surprise, right? Oh my God! Did you see, did you see a picture of this kid? No, those is very. Oh my God! No, he it looks more like Sinatra don't... than Sinatra's son, Frank Jr. does. Oh my God! Did he? Now that's one thing to get his looks, but did he get his voice? That's the baby. Who knows? It's the first time we've heard that. Uh, I, I, I imagine that uh, she she came clean, Mia Farrow, and said, "You know, it might be." Well, you look at this kid. There's no mites about it. I mean, if I was a betting guy, I would need a, a DNA test on this guy. Now, uh, did he have a hat on in the? I mean, to uh, you know, not top hat. Well, it was his like... baby picture. It was his baby picture, and he's standing there, and he's got two little girls next to him. I said, that's not just kid. Oh my God, that's amazing. Now, what? Well, they count back to... from when uh, when they were married and uh, when they had this kid. I mean, it certainly fits in well. Uh, oh. Wow. Frank was known to have a girlfriend or two. You might, as you might imagine. Yeah. Maybe. And, but, uh, yeah. Right. Well, now that that makes the whole Woody Allen thing, you know, with. Uh, you know that whole scandal with me, yeah. uh, kind of. Yeah. I mean, uh, imagine if if Woody Allen ended up with Frank Sinatra's kid was a girl instead of a boy, that really would have been a little inbreeding, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, mean, I yeah. could just see Frank, Frank's. You know, this. What, what's the kid's name? Let's call him. I don't. You know, I <laughs> me's kid. Oh, I, I, you know, I really don't know what his name is. I just saw his picture in the paper yesterday and today again. It's getting a lot of play. Well, well, we got a couple of things, but I could just see this kid, you know, if he were a mix between, um, you know, between Frank and Woody, you know, singing, you know, I did it my way. (laughs) You know what what I'm saying? I mean, that would really be uh, a a, a twist. What do you think? Has it got possibilities or what? You're with me? I'm still here. Yeah, I'm wondering, you oh. know, again, did you miss that? That it would be a cross between Woody Allen and Frank. <laughs> I did it my way. Well, New York, New York, a wonderful town. I, w- I don't think I'd want to see a kid that was fathered by uh, Woody Allen. I mean, I love Woody Allen, but uh, I don't know. He's not the, the best-looking guy in the world, and uh, with the right woman, they could really make a beast. And he Absolutely. did well with the women. That's the other thing, you know. He, uh, you know, God, I'd love you. you well, you, being up in Maine, you must know the moose routine. 
Can I do uh, the moose? No, maybe you can do it for me. I'd love to do the moose routine. I shot a moose once, <laughs> and I strapped him to my car, and I'm driving home along the West Side Highway, and I didn't realize the bullet did not penetrate the moose. It only creased his scalp, knocking him unconscious. I'm driving with a conscious moose in my fender, and there's a law in New York State against driving with a conscious moose on your fender Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and, and Saturdays. And all of a sudden it hits me. You know, the moose is signaling for a turn. You know, I'll, 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 I'll take the moose to a, a costume party. So I drive up to the party, and I knock on the door. The host answers. I say, hello. You know the Solomons. We enter. The moose mingles. Does very well. Scored. Some guy's trying to sell him insurance for an hour and a half. Twelve o'clock comes. They give out prizes for the best costume of the night. First prize goes to the Berkowitzes, a married couple dressed as a moose. The moose comes in second. The moose is furious. He and the Berkowitzes lock and lives in the living room. They knock each other unconscious. And I figure, here's my chance. I grab the moose. I strap him to my fender, and I shoot back to the woods. But I got the Berkowitzes. So now I'm driving along with two Jewish people on my fender, and there's a law in New York State against driving with Jewish people on your fender Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and especially Saturdays. The following morning, the moose wakes up in a, in a, in a, in a, in the Berkowitz wake up in, in a moose suit. Mr. Berkowitz is shot, stuffed, and mounted in the New York Athletic Club. And the joke's on them because it's restricted. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. I, I just didn't know, uh, you know, it never occurred to me until you just did that, that Woody Allen sounds a lot like Carol Channing. <laughs> now, we uh, we were, you, you have some actual Carol Channing records there, don't you? I mean, we can actually call them records because you, you still have a turntable because that's the only way that you've been able to play your music. Turntable. Because, you know, when turntable. you cut those what is albums. What Turntable. Could you uh, maybe spin? I mean, I know you've been able to extract her voice. Could you just give us um, maybe what Carol Channing singing any one of her songs? Carol, there's only one song for Carol Channing. A kiss on the hand, maybe quite continental, but diamonds are a girl's best friend. That's Carol Channing. That is absolutely fantastic. Um, let me see. We got a. Caller in? Uh, no, I don't think so. It was not the caller I was waiting for. Maybe it is, but uh, Columbus. No, I was. Uh, I was. Uh, I was uh, talking to, to Frank toward the end uh, when I wasn't around as much, and uh, it just brought this up because I was, I was thinking of uh, um, his love affairs, and you know, he sang that song, "Love and Marriage." Yeah. Love and marriage, a famous song, "Love and Marriage." From yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, I was sitting around with him one night, and, and I said to Chief Frank, "With your record." Maybe I re-record this as Love and Carnage. <laughs> he got a big and kick out of it. He gave me a slap <laughs> in the face, but he got a big kick out of it. Kid, he goes, kid, slap in the face. Kid, that was funny. <laughs> you know, it's good well, time. you know, when we're talking about Mia and Frank together, the old anecdote, which I guess was true, is that Frank walked into uh, Shecky Green's um, late what a night. Guy, she- yeah. You know that story? No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I, I, said, I, love, I love Shecky Green. He was a great comic. Yeah, and I got a chance to meet him once at, in, at Second City in Chicago. Actually, he saw me. No kidding. Home. But anyway, he uh, we we. I want to hear that story, too. Yeah, well, he said, he said uh, 
he said, uh, well, he saw Frank, and of course it was at the time he was dating Mia, and he said to the audience, Shecky did, uh, how many times does 50 go into 22? And uh, Frank didn't think it was funny. And uh, so after the show, uh, a few of the boys, not the Rat Pack, because it was kind of dirty work, a few of the boys... uh, Kind of went back. You know, I just got, I just got that. I'm sorry. I'm a little slow. I must be tired this morning. It just occurred to me what you said. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, right. Fifty going into twenty-two. Yeah. How many times does fifty go into twenty-two? Twenty-two. Yeah. Whatever. And so, <laughs> for the rest of his career, whenever he was on a talk show, Shecky Green would say, "Frank saves my life with two words." That's enough. <laughs> Uh, and, and it was a running gag, and I guess it was true. So now, in talking about this Frank's, now what would this kid be? There's already a Frank Sinatra Jr. This yeah, would be what yeah. Frank, Frank yeah, Sinatra. Yeah, you hear a lot about him, right? I haven't heard of uh, Frank Sinatra Jr. in uh, like a hundred years. I don't even know if he's still around. Um, I don't know what part of the business he's in now, but uh, he was singing for. I had great voice, and it was very yeah, yeah. His dad didn't have the personality his dad had, or the charisma. I mean, this guy. You no, know, you're I, right. I, I, I told you I, I, when I saw him in my in my audience one night. I mean, I you know I started to shake. Uh, I couldn't remember my routine. I couldn't remember anything. I, small bottle amount of body fluids uh, kind of sneaked out of a couple of organs. It was just you know, was, and we walked in the room. I mean, you knew he was there. He had he had total charisma. You know, uh, well, no. guy, but the kid didn't have that at all. No. no. No, I mean, it's hard to pass that on. Frank has got something to say, Frank. I see. Yeah, yeah uh, Frank Jr., uh, I, I think his biggest talent was getting kidnapped. Isn't that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He did that really well. Maybe he did it one, one too many times, and they decided not to get him back. Which reminds me of a great Woody Allen bit. He says, you know, as a young child, I was kidnapped. and You know, my parents snapped into action. <laughs> they rented out my room. <laughs> you know what my favorite Woody Allen thing was? And, and, and I, I met him in, in Vegas a couple times, and we didn't hang out much together. He was, you know, he was uh, kissing Frank's uh, backside. But uh, he, always, uh, he always did this routine. He'd be on stage, and he'd take out his watch and it was an old pocket watch he said this is my grandfather's pocket watch See, he sold it to me on his deathbed I've been using it for years of course I love I love I love the uh, you must know you must know the Frank really loves that you know the the one um, you know I, I did a vodka ad once do you know that one no 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 I did a vodka ad once, and did a, a prestigious vodka company <clears throat> called me and asked me if I'd do an ad for their vodka company, and I told them no, <clears throat> I don't drink vodka, and if I did drink vodka, I wouldn't drink your vodka, and I don't pander to purient interests. <clears throat> the voice said, that's too bad. The ad pays $500,000, and I said, Hello. Wait, I'll put Mr. Allen on the phone. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. 
<laughs> well, I hope this. Uh, I hope this. Uh, this kid takes uh, takes a DNA test or something. Uh, maybe he's just looking for publicity. I don't know why it popped up all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, but uh, me didn't deny it, and uh, maybe this kid's about to launch his own career or something. Yeah. Who knows? And Not a bad uh, sibling, to have, uh, a parent to have if you're going into showbiz. Right. Well, you know, again, with. Would it be Frank Sinatra Jr.? My, uh, I'm hoping not only, it like, looks like our, our guest is not going to call in today, but that's all right. We're having a good time. Um, one of the things, we're covering a lot of things that below the surface of your career uh, that shows you your depth of knowledge, not only of your career and the Rat Pack, but of show business in, yeah, in general. Yeah, yeah. The, well, uh, you know, I, I met so many people hanging out with, with uh, Frank. Because, you know, I, I told you before, you know, you get a call, it'll be 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, and you just say, hey, come over. And you didn't say, why, what's going on? You just you just dropped the phone and you went. And uh, depending on the mood he was in, sometimes he was funny, uh, sometimes he was the boss. Uh, uh, but he was funny. I used to parody his songs, which he always loved. That Love and Carnage I used, to, I used to sing. He used to get hysterical. Then I used to make fun of his, a lot of his other songs. You know, my funny Valentine, which is a, a, a big thing for him. I had a bottle of beer one night, and I, I, I get up in his house, of course, and started singing my funny Valentine. He got a huge <laughs> kick out of that as well. He liked all that stuff. He liked kidding around with traditional stuff. But uh, he couldn't fool around the studio. You're, he you just know, came in and threw it. You Valentine, know? funny Valentine didn't make my it funny to Valentine, a, yeah. a national commercial. That would have been a great... So maybe yeah. we can bring well, I'm, to- I'm I'm thinking of uh, uh, parodying some song, parodying uh, some song for uh, the launch of uh, uh, Yellow Snow that uh, Muscatel that I'm endorsing. Uh, Are you working on that right now? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm working on a new song for that. Uh, I'm quite figured out. Uh, uh, it'll be a parody, of course. I don't, you know, I don't do much original stuff because it usually is terrible. But uh, I, I enjoy uh, 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 putting strange words to somebody else's work. You know, it's kind of like that. Like, you know, weird Al Yankovic. Because his whole career was based on that sort of stuff. And now everybody uh, does that. Nobody ever did that like he did. And uh, uh, he just took, uh, you know, these these great great music videos and and uh, just did incredible things. He always made me laugh. He's a young yeah, yeah. fellow. I don't know how old he is. That's how he's like guy. fifty years Frankie. old, but he was so funny. Frank has got something to add. Yeah. Uh, Frankie, fabulous. With with the uh, the Muscatel and uh, now Wander, one of your yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, we talked to her the other day. Yeah. Yeah. If you uh, don't believe about half of what she says. She, she kept uh, making some German uh, language uh, yeah. names. I think for, she's making that up. Well, I don't know. Is is there some sort of, like, you know, campaign to, like, get Germans to drink the yellow Muscatel? Uh, I don't know. I know in the 50s, Wanda dated a guy named Otto uh, who had a small mustache, and uh, all of a sudden she started picking up all these German words. I don't know where it came from. I don't know where her sympathies were. That was when she uh, was doing her Argent... Argent, uh, Well, funny you say that. This, This guy was from Argentina. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't an Argentinian accent he had, you know? Yeah, the uh, one. The uh, Yeah, Volcan, yeah. Well, I, you know, she, I, I was twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tommy, we can always tell when we're drifting from things that you're interested in, but that's okay because you are the star, and we're just the, the serfs here, you know, we're the. 
Why, we've been lack. drifting for 20 minutes. Yeah, well. <laughs> when do our well, shows make, do anything else but drift? We it's are just, just uh, you know, I don't, I don't remember any art. I just, out of nothing things just today. pop into I mean, my head I'm all the time, you know. Doing old just, Woody Allen routines. <laughs> I mean, we are drinking weight about this. If, if some young person ever by, by accident stumbles on this show, they're going to go, what the, you know, what? It's, it's, you know, it's like one of those bad movies where they pick up radio waves from yeah, 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 centuries yeah. ago. When we're and, done with uh, the show, can we erase it? <laughs> oh, absolutely. This, I think this will go into the erase. This will go into the trash yeah. barrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No uh, uh, rewind this, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, this is perfect. Well, you know, we had one of the um, one of the interns in the studio here today. You know, we were yeah. expecting this big celebrity from Boston Radio, and yeah. um, she, this cele- this uh, intern um, who Frank as I I you know, I'd hate to bring this up to the the radio public that might be tuned into this show that you know it's kind of well known that Frank is sleeping with this intern and has been for quite a while. But now that that's out, the intern comes up to us with only two minutes left with a now the intern is. She's trying to add a little bit to the studio here, and she's bought a lemon tree. And um, she, you know, it's a scam. You know, it's one of these things. You know, buy this lemon tree. It's a $300 pedigree lemon, lemon tree. Very pretty, and the lemon flower is sweet. Yes, yes, so it will give you, it will bear fruit. Well, how many months later now, Frank, is it? Uh, 18. 18 months later, not a <laughs> Right, Frank? That's correct. Not even close. There's not a lemon uh-huh. to be found from this tree. So we, I don't even think, I think it's marijuana. Don't. That's what I think. It, look, it looks like it. You know, this is like a way for this company to send marijuana through the mail and have people farming out. But anyway, it sits there now. It would be a lot easier just to get out of the corner store and buy a couple of lemons. Well, how much? But really, in, go ahead. Good, Frank. I mean, lemon okay. trees aren't exactly the most beautiful things in the world anyway. I mean, they're always kind of crummy. You just go buy a lemon, put it on the bowl well, of fruit or something. Well, put it in the gin and tonic. Uh, Tommy Dakota, I, I, what I did was just to assuage this person. I bought... You what? You assuaged the person? I, well, no, no. Well, no you, you, did you do you, that uh, without touching him? I bought a half a dozen lemons and put them around the lemon tree on the ground. Ah. I mean, uh, right. Oh, oh like they had just dropped off? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know what? Um, she was assuaged. <laughs> she was assuaged. <laughs> it's good Is that against word. the law? You're in Massachusetts. Is that against the law in Boston? Assuaging? Well, I wish I could... Uh, figure out a way to reach the audience with a picture. I mean, there's a million ways to send out a picture today through all of this social media. But th- right now, I have to take a picture because there is a lemon tree on a very nice marble, very ornamental, beautiful, what you say, that's mahogany, Frank, or that wooden base there? Uh, uh, I'd say it's wood. Wood. Yeah, it is wood. Uh, definitely. Well, anyway... Tommy, if you could see this, there are two two spotlights. Like this ah. like this like this tree is about to sing. Okay? Like it's about to perform, like it's gonna dance. There are two spotlights on a during daylight. It's daylight hours. But there ah. are two 
by trying to get this thing to grow. Now, this inter- intern who will be unnamed, um, the reason that that plant was lucky to be sh- showered and nurtured with intense light is that this is what we call the lemon tree phase of her movement through the passage of time. But there was a there was a a, a lamp passage, a period. She went through the. You know how Picasso had the blue period, the yellow, whatever. Well, she had a lemon period. She's got a lemon, yeah, and and she also had a, a lamp phase. She oh went through. So now there's plenty of lamps to to shower light on this. Well, you know, uh, it's about time. Every month when I get my Social Security check, I usually go out and rent a couple of Klieg lights, and uh, they come on a truck, and I put them out in front of my house, and uh, and I I, um, I make them go back and forth across the sky all the time. I have to get FAA permission, of course, but I do it uh, once a month, and it makes me feel like the old days. It's another opening, and uh, it's a little costly, but it makes me feel good. Well, that's another scene we could add to the movie of the kid tuning into this station, and then you put up the searchlights, and you bring in a B-52 bomber from World War II that got lost in the Bermuda Triangle. I mean, can we get... We should start the screenplay. Well, why not? I had... Uh, you know, it's funny you talk about... I, I, I turned on the news the other day, and uh, um, there were these uh, three or four antique planes touring the country, and... Uh, didn't I turn it on? And, and who did I see but an old friend of mine, a World War II pilot, uh, hitching a ride. He hadn't seen him in a long time. He was about 100 when I saw him last time. He's even older now. But uh, he hitched a ride from uh, Worcester to Boston. He was a uh, he was a bomber pilot. This is interesting. It has nothing to do with the show, of course. He was a bomber pilot. He was the captain of a bomber during World War II. He was the old man. He was the skipper. He was 19 years old. Wow. I think that's incredible. Yeah. If I incredible. had if I had a slide whistle, I'd be playing it right now. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do the but, same thing. Yeah. But so anyway, just two minutes before we were about to air, you know, we're all in, you know, just wondering, you know, we're all pins and needles here, waiting for this big celebrity to show up, and she approaches us. Well, yeah, Tommy showed up. She approaches us with, you know, what a carpenter lamp is. Those little things with the clips you put on a... Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, you know, that they use when they're painting the house and they, you know... Uh, she approaches the uh, the two, um, you know, personalities. I guess we could call ourselves personalities. Yeah, I, I, I call myself a, a, a semi-person. The personalities are on. We're, in, we're trying to get our game face on here. And she approaches well, I'm, I'm, you know, let me tell you, I know who's supposed to come on today. I'm uh, uh, personally upset about this, and also uh, uh, I think it's incredibly rude, and uh, I'm going to uh, call his station as soon as the show is uh, over and uh, give him a piece of my mind. I'm insulted. I'm insulted. You know, well, I, go I, gentle. I, I mean, I'm in the front of, uh, you know, dukes and earls and presidents and, uh, and yeah, that's, uh, always well, you've nice been guy. This guy, right. I've been around the bed and back. I was the star of uh, 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 Bronco Bob's in Pahrump, uh, Nevada, when I was only 16. I you know, ended up at the uh, Flamingo in Vegas. I, uh, I've done TV, radio. I'm, uh, I've been in like four or five movies, including just about all the Sinatra movies. Uh, in the background, of course, not big parts, but kept me close by so I wouldn't miss any parties. And this guy, he doesn't even call. And after he says he calls, it's, you know, it's not like this. Let's to say. I mean, let's, let's give the guy a little. It could be a, I'm uh, insulted. Well, it could be an What's old What's without him? Could be something tragic. Is, or maybe is the he guy a personality is... or he, is he a voice? 
He's a voice. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, looking up on the yeah. old clock there, I see it's 11.57 here in um, Happy Land, and uh, that's about time for us to say goodbye. <laughs> and what's that weather like today, Mr. Weatherman? <laughs> hey, anyone like to banter? <laughs> and this bastard doesn't even call? <laughs> no. Well, we got, I've got to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's a nice man. And I'm sure we will be. Hey, I'm a nice man too. Everybody's nice. Yeah, man. no, but plenty, plenty, fifty bucks, right? That's the only one. So anyway, the intern. I'm going to finish this with the intern shows up with the copper glim and squeezing, trying to get us to squeeze the little eclipse. You know how they have that little squeeze thing. Yeah. While well, we're we're panicking here, and so we we oh. yelled at her, and she's sulking now. She's in the other room, uh, so we hope we. Can you went down. Uh, you went. Uh, you went down there for a minute. I I couldn't hear you at all. We said when she Can came. I touch she those buttons again. Yeah, she approached Frank and I with this carpenter's thing, asking us to squeeze it with the lamp, you know, the little clips, so she could launch it. I remember a lot of women when I was younger approaching me and asking me to squeeze it. In fact, I remember approaching them and asking them to squeeze it. Yeah. Well. Well, listen. Um, I apologize for you know building up this all this uh, anticipation and not coming through, but. You know, it's totally well, I apologize for not having a better show. <laughs> it was a great show. I, you know, we got Woody Allen on the show. We had uh, Carol Channing. Uh, yeah, and next week we're going to have Frank. No, no, Sammy no, Davis no, no. Jr. Jr. on the show. Ah, you know, Junior, so, Sammy uh, Davis Jr. Jr. There was a full act called Sammy Davis Jr. Jr., which was. You know, a, a Sammy Davis Jr. impersonator who went around the country in Vegas and did the lounges as Sammy Davis Jr. Jr. So oh, imagine funny. If, if he had a kid, what would that be? Ah, Sammy Maybe Davis not. Jr. 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 Yeah, there you go. Hey, listen, uh, that Tommy, we had a ball in spite of... Oh, wait a minute, yeah, wait a minute, fine. hold on, hold on, wait a minute. What have we got here? Is, uh, uh, we got a caller. Who is the caller, please? You talking to me? <laughs> I, I, I'm not used to. No, no, no. I, I'm not used to having people ask me who I am. Uh, uh, this is. Uh, <laughs> hi, this is Jordan Rich from WBZ Radio. Oh, fantastic! Oh, hi, Jordan. <laughs> I see by the old clock on the wall, it's half hour late. <laughs> half hour late? Oh my goodness! You're right. Well, I, well. Better late than never. How how you guys doing? Absolutely. Hey, how's the weather been down? (laughs) Go ahead, Tommy. You can. We'll give you a little chance to talk to Jordan. Let me just uh, introduce the listeners to Mr. Jordan Rich, famous. uh, You really, truly are a personality here. I mean, forgive Tommy a little bit. You know, he gets a little sensitive to the fact that he almost was a rat packer and he traveled with the boys, (laughs) and he gets. Sensitive when we give anybody else any accolades. In fact, I'm ready to hear the slide whistle at any point. So if you hear a slide whistle, it's oh. not for me. It's Tommy. Tommy, you want to do the slide whistle just to give Jordan a, a shot? No, no, no. Now, 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 of course, you've embarrassed me, and uh, you know I'm not going to share my musical talents with you anymore. Oh uh, man, because I was really, I was really, I just in the mood for a slide whistle at this moment. It was either that or a ham sandwich, but I'd love a slide whistle if you had one. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> Now, Jordan, you know, uh, I, I'm actually I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan. I listen to BZ, you know, once or twice a, a month. Uh, anyway, oh, and uh, thank you, Tommy. Uh, usually when I can't sleep, but no, actually, I, 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 seriously, <laughs> well, I am a fan. 
I hope we do. I hope we put more people to sleep than we keep up. But that's beside. No, it's great yeah, to be yeah. here, guys. And uh, um, you know, I've I'm, I've had the pleasure of interviewing thousands of celebrities, and uh, here I am with with uh, perhaps probably the biggest one. For this yeah, place. perhaps you're, one of the big names. Yeah, yeah. Well, what did they do Jordan? You told that. me that you've been following Tommy's career in the early days, and now that we've found him again, I mean, can you give us some, you know, what's what your personal take on his? Uh, is a scent almost into the Rat Pack. Well, listen, uh, the, the fact that uh, you know you you almost almost hung out with the likes of Sinatra and Joey and Dean and Sammy. Oh no no um, no! I did, I did. Well, it says in my notes here that, long time. that you almost. Let me make a correction there. Sorry about that. I almost, yeah, okay. But the fact that you hung around. Uh, for yeah. a proverbial uh, cup of coffee is pretty impressive because most people never get that opportunity, and and I, I know a lot of people, uh, my listeners, are kind of intrigued by people like you who have, have hung around all these years and have made a name for yourself. Uh, what what do you do when you're not doing a radio show? Uh, well, I'm semi-retired. I do uh, uh, I do a gig now and then. I uh... I was just in uh, Bellows Falls, Vermont, again for a place called uh, Sam's Bakery. Sam's. Uh, I, did, I did an opening for them, the ribbon cutting. Uh, really? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a, it was a big it was a big thing. I uh, uh, I'm appearing at a local uh, Knights of Columbus Hall this weekend. So you play you play uh, all over. You, you travel all over. Oh yeah. Well, I, a, as I say, I'm retired. I just like to yeah, keep my hand yeah. in. And, uh, and you, know, you, have a, first, you have a group that you go with, uh, Tommy. I mean, uh, a band. No, no, no. Or, I work alone. Uh, work alone. I once had an animal act, but uh, no, I work alone <laughs> now. And uh, I met Frank. Uh, I met Frank many years ago. I was. Uh, I was. I told this story many times on the show. I was only 16. I was working in a, a place called uh, Bronco Bob's in Pahrump, Nevada. And, uh, it was a uh, it was a uh, saloon and dance hall, and they had uh, they had uh, two girls who danced who were also uh, women of ill repute, and they were in their fifties. So my first uh, uh, entrance into uh, uh, adulthood and love affairs was with these two fifty-plus-year-old women. So you you started had, out at the top of the experience chain. Good for you. Well, it was certainly uh, it certainly set a standard uh, <laughs> that was kind of strange. Now, now I've got to know about because I'm I'm a new listener of yours. Uh, and I'm so thrilled to have discovered you again. But remind us about the Sinatra story, because everybody wants to know about their brush with frame, fame. Hello? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, yeah look, that's, 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 tell them how, that's tell how they walked right. into Bronco Bob's. Yeah, that's, uh, I was about to, but you, know, you interrupted me. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, no, I was, I was uh, 16. And, uh, um, you know, playing to my usually full house crowd, it was about 11 or 12 people. And as I always say, at least four of them were underage, but they could drink here, they knew. So, uh, and apparently uh, Sinatra's car had broken down, and he was with, uh, he was with Dean. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I just hear some people come in, and I didn't pay much attention. And uh, I looked down, there's Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin. And... Uh, I tried to do the rest of my act, which was difficult to do with these guys. I was shaking. I was, that's funny. I just mentioned this earlier today. I was shaking all over. I'm a little kid. It's Frank Sinatra and Dean sure, Martin. And, uh, sure. I'll bet they, he was they real sweet, too, though. Not so much about my routine, but they loved my accent. They loved your accent. Yeah. And, they, yeah, and they invited me down after, and we had a few drinks. And, and, you know, he actually got me a few other jobs, and I ended up... Uh, 
and they're playing a couple of big time places in, in Vegas. Played the old Flamingo in the old days, and uh, got to hang out with them quite a bit, and uh, have all kinds of stories about. Uh, now, a, a question that I would have as as a listener: actually, how how much of this can you share? Maybe. How much of this can you share without risking your reputation or your life? <laughs> well, it's neither one of those. But I do have a new book coming out, and I have told a lot of the stories. Uh, and I, I, I don't know if I should repeat a lot of them because on, on, we, we've told them before. But uh, uh, they're, they're, they're wild. They're wild. I, we're playing. Uh, I was playing cards once with with. Uh, we're playing poker with uh, uh, Frank and Sammy Davis and, and some other people I didn't know, and uh, and uh, I, I made a big bet. And uh, and Sammy says, I see ya. I said, Yeah, you gotta put the money in. Put the money in. Yeah. He said, Yeah, I see ya. And I looked down, and what he had done is uh, taken his eye out and oh. put it on the table on, on top of the pot. Oh, that must and, have been uh, uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. Well, I yeah. won the pot, and I, I to this day I still have that. Uh, I have that eye. It's uh, it's uh, uh, amongst my room full of hmm. uh, memorabilia. It's it's on the wall. Uh, and uh, a lot of people have offered me, you know, virtually. Tens of dollars for it, but I, I bet that yeah. Family. I mean, I bet the yeah. family, Sammy's family, would yeah, would want yeah. that back at some yeah. point. Isn't that the yeah, same yeah, eye yeah. that uh, Archie Bunker commented on uh, in that famous episode of All That's in the Family? Right. You know, I know that episode well. It's funny you mentioned that. We ended up giving him a big kiss. I remember that episode. Yeah, well, the Smithsonian's been after this thing because the Smithsonian's <laughs> closed uh, today in uh, the next few days because. Uh, so I, I'm intrigued by what you do um, and the fact that you've been able to hang on and be part of show business for all of these decades. I mean, you were just yeah. a kid when you started, but here you are in your middle years and you're still going strong. That's fantastic. More than the middle years. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did a stint. What, what I was does never, that mean? I never middle? told jokes. I never told jokes. I was a humorist. Oh, I, I told see. some stories. I sang some songs that no one had ever heard of. Uh, oh, you know, maybe I've heard of them. What would be what would be an example of a song that nobody ever heard? Because oh. I'm a big musicologist. Yeah. Are you really? Oh, look, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Well, to give you an idea, and because uh, we were, isn't it funny? We we're just talking about this. Uh, I wrote one. Uh, you know, I was uh, I was severely beaten back in the uh, early '60s in the desert, I'm and uh, not surprised. Yeah. No, no, I had uh, I had kind of muffed off from the stage to some people I shouldn't have, and, and Frank was no longer protecting me. I owed them a lot of money, not from gambling debts. I was just a big spender. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, what happened uh, was that uh, after they beat the hell out of me, and, and that wasn't a big deal because everyone takes a beating in Vegas, but uh, <laughs> when they strapped me to a chair, it made me watch... Uh, uh, pornographic movies of uh, Queen Elizabeth and a donkey for oh, 48 hours. Oh, torture. I, I started vomiting, and I vomited uh, for you know almost that whole time and, and ended up uh, uh, losing a, 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 a bit of my uh, uh, esophagus. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Now, what yeah. what possibly could come out of that in terms of writing a song? I'm done. Well, well, you know, I do. I used to do parody songs, and of course, what came to mind was "Zing went the strings of my esophagus." Oh. Uh, it was. Uh, I wrote it right after. You know, I. I, I, was, I left uh, my trachea in San Francisco. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, think, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had, uh, and uh, you know, I had that piece of esophagus replaced. Uh, well, what do you think you of know? the new Vegas? I mean, it's changed a lot since you were there. Ah, it's not the same. It's uh, no. yeah, full of people in in uh, sweatsuits and uh, old people and. Uh, not that I dislike old people because I'm one of them, but uh, yeah. it's just not the same. Well, I mean, it's it's, it's a show place for kids. Even you can go yeah, there and, yeah, and, and ride rides and do all yeah, that kind of stuff. Uh, it's just, there's no class. You know, 
the old days, you'd go to Vegas, you'd see a show, you'd wear your tux or you'd dress up. And even when you went to gamble, you'd be all dressed up. And you, even in the lounges, I played a few lounges there. People dressed, they were out to have a good time or something special. Now it's just a bunch of people hanging out and you know, gambling. Uh, while we have Jordan on, Tommy, uh, he d- doesn't realize that you got your training at the old Howard. And, Jordan, you must have some memories, uh, not yeah. that you were there <laughs> present, but I know that you're... You know, not only are you a personality on radio, but you're also you're you're a, you're a thespian. You're you're an actor, a singer. A, I you know. uh, can can we say that word on the radio? Yes, thespian. Yes, yes, yes. I am a thespian. <laughs> but the old Howard was was burlesque and vaudeville and you all. Bet. And uh, the fact that you got your training there. I mean, uh, Smith and Dale and all the greats started out in those well, days. Uh, and, my mom and, and, worked there. Yeah, and, and do, you, yeah. do you do you? Um, do you owe your your besides Sinatra meeting him? Do you do you have any other heroes from your youth that you uh, epitomize that you'd like to, to emulate in show oh, business? Oh God, yes! Some of those old comics, those old burlesque comics. Uh, that's where I learned timing. There was incredible timing. My mother was a, a, a cashier there and uh, part time, and the rest of the time she was a B girl across the street at uh, Joe Nemo's, and. Uh, <laughs> So I got, I spent a lot of time there. Uh, got very friendly with the uh, a lot of the women who worked there because there's a little candy store right next door. And I used to go in there all the time, but it also happened to be the stage entrance uh, inside this candy store. These girls would literally leave through the candy store, so I got uh-huh. to meet them and they'd hang so out. So you're kind of born in a in a suitcase in the theater, right? You're you're, you're yeah, growing more up like in a the paper theater. bag, but yeah, we couldn't. Well, afford paper bag. And uh, Tommy, I, I don't know the answer to this, and I, I hope you don't mind me asking questions. It's kind of no, what no, I do no. for a living. No, no. But what Tommy Dakota doesn't sound like a given birth name. It, it, did you change your name at one point? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, another story that I've told before was. Um, Came from a very very poor family, and, and at one point they became. They're very lovely people, but very very poor. How, how, at one point they poor? couldn't afford to keep. How poor were they? Um, they couldn't afford to keep me. Uh, they could keep my brother, but they had to get rid of one of oh, us. So I was sold to a, 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 a Lakota Indian um, oh. family for fifty dollars cash and, and a bag of peyote buttons. I don't mm. know what they were for, and mm. uh, so I spent some time in, in the Dakotas and. Uh, uh, decided to use that for stage name. It's not like uh, they didn't live in Boston. These Indians, uh, American Indians. Uh, sure, sure. So, so that makes sense. Tommy that, Dakota. But they did revisit their families and ended up in in uh, the Dakotas on more than one occasion, and would you know entertain the uh, gatherings and beat beat some drums and that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> That's a, wow. Fun. Well, I'm learning a lot. I mean, I suck I... some cactus. Uh, cactus. Day, I still, oh yeah, you suck on that cactus, make you crazy. Um, Jordan, can you, uh, did you ever have on your shows any of the uh, burlesque, uh, old burlesque uh, performers? Well, yes. Over the years, I've I've been interviewed, du- interviewing hundreds of people, and over the years, I've had people from that era, including some of the fan dancers who used to play burlesque in uh, in Old Scully Square, if you remember. Hey, I grew up there. You remember Betty Page and all those people from those? Oh, Betty Page, the first pinup girl. Sure. Right. That's right. Ancient up girl. I knew Ann Corio very well. Ah. Her and, and the queen of burlesque. That's right. And my friend uh, yeah. Rick Tennery, of course, who wrote the song Scully Square, oh, he remembers yeah. he remembers all that kind of stuff and writes about it in the yeah. song. And, uh, yeah, I've had comedians and, and singers. And we yeah. even interviewed uh, this group of performers call themselves the New Rat Pack. And they basically do, uh, they sort of do a tribute to Frank tribute, and Dean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's interesting. I... I didn't remember a Tommy Dakota tribute. Yeah, well, 
a shame. Well, I, 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 you know, you're, you're, I don't know. <laughs> Perhaps you just didn't, you know, you can't, you couldn't find Tommy Dakota if you went to the Rialto Theater to watch a serial or something. You couldn't, you couldn't get to know Tommy Dakota if your idea of a good time was uh, uh, going to uh, the uh, local church supper. I mean, I didn't play those things. I played, uh, I played uh, a lot of the places in Vegas. I played uh, Bronco Bob's and Pahrumpf. Uh I played all over the big, the big, the big spots. Uh, the Flamingo, the Old Sands. So you probably wouldn't. You're probably too young to even... Uh, I, that's probably uh, yeah, I bet it, you didn't yeah. go to Vegas before you were 40 years old, I bet. Well, you know, it's funny because in preparation of my call-in, I, 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 <laughs> I did the Google thing. Yeah. And uh, and oddly enough, I, I didn't find much. Uh, very few <laughs> images and not much in the way of Tommy Dakota. Now, there were, there were others. There was a Dakota Smith. And there was a, a stripper Dakota named Fanning. Dakota Spring, but I didn't see a Tommy Dakota. But that's okay. Uh, well, hey, that's because uh, about, two, about two years ago, I spent uh, more than $11,000 having everything uh, removed from the electronic media uh, because a lot of people were looking for money. <laughs> hey, guys, and I, I wish we could continue. They're going to shut me off in about 30 seconds oh. here. Jordan, All right. we can All thank right. you enough. Thank you so much for calling in. It was great, well, this, I, great talking to you, Jordan. I, this I'm, was, I, I really am a big fan. I really am. This was the highlight of my day, which I'm sure. <laughs> doesn't mean a whole lot I, I, to anybody and certainly not to me. Thanks, guys. I really oh, now I can have lunch. Now I can go have lunch. Thanks. <laughs> Take it easy. Thanks Bye-bye. so much, Jordan. Bye. Thank you. Bye.